0: Thank you for joining us for a Dwelling Place Lithia podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. John, John chapter 4. Open up your Bibles with me. Pull up your phone. Ask Siri to get to it if you don't know where it's at. So it says, um, is everybody there? Still waiting on some folks? All right. John chapter four verse one. It says, "Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciple, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a town, the town of Samaria called Sychar. Is that how you say that, Jamie? Sychar." That's what we're going to call it. Uh, near the field of Jacob, near the field that Jacob had given his son Joseph, Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Now I'm going to ask you to do something this morning. I'm going to preach on this very quickly because we're going to do uh, we're going to do this in groups. And um, but I want you to think about. I want you to actually put yourself into this story. Because a lot of times in the Bible, we read this stuff like we don't have a part in it. This is your story. This is your heritage. Um, We are what comes after this. So Jesus said he is the firstborn amongst many brethren, right? So that means that brethren after that, this this is lineage. It's no different than um, us having like a great-grandfather, a great-grandmother who did something in their life that we attribute stuff in our life to. So this is, this is your heritage. So Jesus was wearied after this journey, and he was sitting by a well. Um, it says, a woman from Samaria came and draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman from Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So, isn't this just like Jesus? First of all, he goes to this town, and um, it's about noon. So, uh, a few things to consider: it's a, most of the time whenever people would go get water in the in the, it would be in the morning or in the evening whenever it was cool. I know you've probably already heard that preached. Um, they didn't have Facebook back then, but a lot of people did chatting. They lived in small communities, so it's a good chance that the women around her knew the kind of life that she lived. So she was, th- there could be many different reasons why she would have been at the well at noon. Maybe she just really, really thirsty. Um, who knows? But she, had, uh, she was there at noon whenever, she norm- whenever people normally weren't. And typically that would be the case of somebody who is not quite loved in the community. So Jesus not only comes to somebody who's not loved amongst her own people, but he also goes to somebody who is typically rejected by Jews. It kind of sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Something he would do. So Jesus answered her. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you water. The woman said, that sounds like Jesus too. He messes with people's heads. He does. Could you imagine this? So this woman sitting here, she's going in the middle of the day. She's probably not feeling the greatest about herself because of her past. She's going in the middle of the day because she doesn't want to be around those other people. She's probably looking around, making sure nobody else is around. She sees Jesus over there. Jesus says, get me a drink. She knows that he's not supposed to talk to her. And he goes and does it anyways. And then... She, then he asked her for a drink, and she's like, she asked him why he's talking. Jesus said, why? Well, if you knew it was me, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for water. And the woman's, all right, she's got to, at this point, she's got to be looking at him like he's crazy. All right? Jesus has has gone into a place. He's talking to a woman who's rejected by her own people, and it's not somebody he's supposed to be talking to anyways. He's sitting by the well. It's the middle of the day, and he's asking for water and then tells her that she should ask him for water. And have you ever met anybody that just came off as crazy? Like they're saying stuff that doesn't make sense? It's like pointing at somebody and shooting them with your little handgun. Nothing's going to happen. He's got nothing to draw water from. So it says, so the woman says to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? She's messing with him now. Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us a well and and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never be thirsty again. The water I give will become in him a spring of well, welling up eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will, be thirst- I- I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus is, is leading her to something. I want you to understand how what Jesus is doing here. He's communicating with this person. He's breaking boundaries and communicating with her. How many know that if you were somebody who uh, is not quite accepted and you come to somebody who should not be accepting you, this is like somebody who is um, somebody who, who just doesn't have a whole lot And they also steal from the people that are around them. So the people around them who don't have a whole lot don't really like to be around them. And then you have somebody who's really, really well off and known for being a generous person that's coming over and trying to create a relationship with them. This is the scenario. And there's parallels to this in our life. Because no matter what we try to, no matter what kind of facade we try to place in front of people, we are that Samaritan woman. We are that that person who's got this stuff in, in our lives that we need Jesus to come minister to. We need Jesus to come repair because before Jesus, that's what reconciles inside of us is rejection. And as much as people don't like to to act like that, as much as they don't, they, they'll say they don't care about anybody. Has anybody ever seen anybody post on Facebook saying something like, I don't care what other people think about me? Does that seem weird to you? That's it. I'm not listening to anybody else anymore. I guarantee you they're coming back like five minutes later, later looking at somebody commented or liked it. But that's who we are. Even before Facebook, people would do things so that other people like them. You always have that kid that's around that's a little bit louder than the other ones. As, as I was a kid, that was, I, I was, that's how I proved. I had to prove I was tough, and it wasn't that I had to prove I was tough to me. I knew I wasn't. I had to prove I was tough to everybody else so they would believe this fake figure that I'm placing in front of them. Women do the same thing. Everything's a facade. It's not real. It's just not. And we're all living this fake life until you meet Jesus. Meeting Jesus is like being Neo in the Matrix. It pulls you out of all the falsehood, all the junk that could happen. All the stuff that we place in our life that we, we take and we place value on Guys are terrible about it. I I know it from that perspective, obviously, because of the group that I'm with. I'm identifying as a guy today, even though that's not popular in our country. And yes, I can swim pretty good. But they have, regardless of what you identify with, it's... You you place these you place up a facade so people can look at because you don't, you don't I mean people don't really want to see the real you or you don't think they do so we build these things up and we that's where we start placing our value we start placing our, our value on what other people think now this woman at the well she's coming in the middle of the day what do you think she places her value on herself how does she how does she value herself it's what other people think about her. And she's willing to compromise so that at least one person will think well of her. She doesn't want to hear what the other people think about her, so she avoids them. And she, she'll go back home to the man that she's with that's not her husband, even though that she is further wrecking her reputation. She's in a cycle of self-defeat. And it's just going and going and going. And she, she's got a bad reputation, so she can't be around other people because of trying to make men happy in her life that don't really care about her. So she does, she's, everybody, she's got a bad reputation. People don't want to be around her. Or probably she doesn't want to be around them because she knows what they think about her. But she's going to make that one person happy again so that she can have at least one person who approves of her. Can you see how thirsty she is? She's going to get, she's going to that well for water. And Jesus knows that she needs something else. We've all been there. Every last one of us, if you you are a Christian, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've been there. But I want you to know that, that there's a a well of living water that springs out of you. That well of living water Jesus has given you, God has given you, not so that you can just take little sips that's supposed to spring out of you, that's supposed to be something that boils out of you that you can't control, and it continually helps you identify in places your value system in the right place so that Satan can't confuse you, and Satan can't put those other, that other junk in your life saying, hey, I'm going to be me Because I look like this. You know who you look like? You look like God. You're created in his image. I have died. I've been crucified in Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's what Jesus was trying to do to her here. She was looking for something natural. And Jesus was looking to give her something that would repair her entire life. Because if she has a value system and understands what's going on, she under, if she sees past this little charade that she has made, this little maze of lies and entanglement that continually defeats her, if she can see past that and get her value from God, then she'll understand what true value is all about, and she won't keep going to the men in her life for approval. She won't have to avoid the people around her. I want you to watch what happens here. Jesus confronts all that. What he's doing, he's he's exposing a lie. Jesus said, call your husband and come here. The woman said to him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you're right, saying I have no husband. For you have found five husbands, or for you have had five husbands you have found. And the one you're with now is not your husband. What you said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. This is not like one of those Kirk Cameron uh, things that you, you watch on TBN where he walks up with somebody and says, hey, have you ever stolen a pen from the office? He's not fishing here. If Jesus is doing the Kirk Cameron thing, he'd say, you stole a pen from the office. It was blue, royal blue, and it was a Bic, and you have it in your left pocket. And I'm going to make it leak on your shirt. But he's not fishing here. What he's doing is exposing a lie to her. He's exposing this tangled. That she's trying to keep all this. You understand what's going on? It, like she's, This is her lie. This is where she's placing her value. This is her, her web of things that she wants to keep hidden from everybody. And Jesus is just blowing her mind because he's just exposing it. Because that was what kept her from being her. Your lie is what keeps you from being you. Your value system apart from Christ is what keeps you from being the real you. Me saying, I'm a man. I don't have to give up all this stuff. I'm going to act tough. I'm going to watch this dirty movie because it's funny. And I'm me. And God's got grace. I want you to understand that those. it's not about God judging you. It's about you judging yourself. This is something we have to understand, because if we can't get past this, Jesus has to expose this. We sing in that song where it says, I want to be tried by fire. Burn that stuff out of me. Burn up all this falsehood. Because we, until we get past that, we, we're, we're a shell of who we're supposed to be. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's breaking the shell. He's getting all that out of the way. He's exposing this. He's not condemning her or judging her any more than he condemns or judges us. What he's doing is exposing the lie so that he can give her life. So I'm going to skip ahead because I'm already going over, and I'm sorry. (laughs) But uh, it says that when this woman, when, when, when Jesus told her all of this stuff, she goes back into the town, and when she goes back into the town, she tells everybody that's around her, She says, come, I want you to meet this man that told me everything I've ever done. This is what's so beautiful about God. This is what's so beautiful about Jesus. If you can click this in, this will change your perception of what Jesus has done in your life. This is where, so she goes, she's... Remember we talked about this web this this like false her that she is trying to keep up where she's trying to get this she's got this approval system that she she don't want to be around other people so she doesn't want to hear the bad stuff and she's got this one man that she knows that she shouldn't be in a relationship with but she is anyways this is cultural stuff like she's doing this because of it's approval stuff Jesus exposes all that She's, remember, she's down there in the middle of the day because she doesn't even want to be around other people because she, doesn't, she can't stand the fact that anybody knows this junk in her life. She can't stand the fact that other people see her as this person. Jesus gives this to her. Jesus gives her this present of exposing that stuff in her life. And the first thing that she does, she goes into town and she tells everybody. What she was scared of, she's not scared of anymore. She's not, she's not afraid. Her value system changed like that. Jesus came into the picture and her value system was just demolished. He changed it all. He took her from a place where she was feeling like an outsider to I just spoke to Jesus. And I have this eternal life that's in me now. I have a well that keeps coming up inside of me. I don't, have to get, I don't have to take a drink from you, a drink from you, a drink from you, and a drink from you so that I can just get rid of this dying thirst. I'm not thirsty anymore. I don't need your drink. I don't need it. I don't need to drink on your approval. I don't care how you feel about me because the well that's inside of me The approval system I have is the approval system that God said he is worth enough that I'm going to send my son even though I know that they're going to take his life. He's worth the life of my son. She went from trying to make one man happy to a life where God accepts her enough to send his son And he didn't even die for her yet. But just to sit there and talk to her, expose the junk in her life, and say that there's a better way. I want you to know right now, like I I know everybody in here, we've all, I think everybody in here has been to my house before. We, We all know each other. There's times whenever you know other people that you think you've got a relationship with them, but you, there's never been those moments of vulnerability. There's never been those moments where we've just been real with each other. I want you to know if you're holding on to something this morning, I'm not asking anybody to come up here and confess or do any kind of stuff like that. It's, it's not one of these in things. This is, this is you and God. I want you to know that your lie doesn't work with them. It just don't. And you're not keeping anything anything from him. What you're doing is burdening yourself. It's not your lie. It's Satan's lie. Your victory is an encounter away. And all you have to do is drink from that well. The only well you ever have to drink from. It's the only one that counts. It's the only one where you're not going to thirst again. But don't act like the lie's not there. Some of you, as I'm talking this morning, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Something's coming to your mind right now. Again, this is not it's not something that somebody else is going to lay their hands on you and say, be gone. But what this is, is, it, this, is this is your at the well moment knowing Jesus is encountering you saying, this, this stuff that you think you've been holding on to because it's good for you, because you can, because it's who you are. I wanna wanna free you from it because it's your trap. And I wanna change your value system to where you see yourself the way that I see you. We're gonna go into our time in groups We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week, and may God bless you and your family.